As we move from ski season to spring, it's time to get those mountain bikes out. Most ski families use season passes to make skiing more affordable and fun. If your family mountain bikes, there's a new way to save on those adventures too. Make the most of spring and summer in the mountains with Lone Pass, the premier North American mountain biking pass. Lone Pass gives you over 60 days of access to some of the best mountain biking destinations across the country. Use discount code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's Lone Pass today at LonePass.com. That's L-O-A-M-P-A-S-S dot com. Lone Pass is available in two versions, for kids ages 6 to 11 and the adult pass for ages 12 and up. The pass combines access to the most premier resorts, gets you into bike parks, and connects you to shuttle companies to get you where you need to be. It's the one pass you need to bring the best cycling to your family. Remember, you'll get two days at each of the resorts, parks, or shuttles, making the investment one that will pay off big. Remember to use code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's loan pass today. Welcome to the Ski Mom Fun Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Sarah. For years, every time I went skiing, my ski boots were hurting me. I was having so much pain that it was making it so I couldn't ski a full day, and it was really impacting the amount of enjoyment I was getting out of skiing. I remember being in Vail with my family and having to like labor breathe basically through my turns and just thinking, this is not sustainable. This can't be right. There's nothing like unique about my feet. I don't have any surgeries, any injuries, and I don't have any problems with any other type of footwear. So this was specific to ski boots. I had um, purchased some ski boots at a very reputable ski shop in Vermont and uh, had been skiing on them and just kept thinking I just needed to break them in, but it just wasn't getting any better. I talked to some other people who have also experienced similar pain with their ski boots and they had recommended that I get a boot fitting. I thought I had a boot fitting when I purchased the boots, but apparently uh, what I didn't understand is that it's a completely separate and different process from what I went through when I just purchased boots at the ski shop. So what I did was I was able to find a boot fitter through friends and and, and folks that we know uh, in the ski industry. And I made an appointment online with a shop called Inner Boot Works in Stovermont, specifically with a woman named uh, Allison Kozar. And now I have a much better understanding uh, through this experience of what a boot fitting is, what it entails. And I want to share that experience and process with you. Uh, I have a few tips for how to prepare for your boot fitting. I went online and made an appointment for this boot fitting. It's about a two-hour our process, give or take. So and it wasn't something I just walked in for. I answered a number of questions ahead of time, but then also really thought about, you know, what I wanted, what I needed, uh, the type of skier I am, where I like to ski, how many days a year I ski, all of those types of things. I brought with me my old ski boots. I brought my skis so that my bindings could be adjusted to my new boots. And I bought my Hotronic heat socks because those are the socks that I wear when I'm skiing. So I wanted my custom boot fitting to be done using, you know, while I'm wearing those socks specifically. But just come with me and Nicole as we go to Inner Bootworks and Stowe. We'll walk you through my experience. And uh, I think uh, this was something that I'm really glad I invested the time in doing. It was something that I always kind of put off. And I'm really glad that I invested the time and money into a new pair of ski boots and a proper boot fitting and custom footbeds because that made, that has made all the difference 
in my comfort and warmth and ski experience. I feel like the boots are such really the most important component to my whole ski kit. And when that was off, my whole ski experience was off. So um, I'm really happy that I did this. And and hopefully after hearing this, it's something if you are also experiencing boot pain, that you'll take the time to invest in fixing this for yourself as well. We use the Boot Doc Hottronic website to find retailers near us searching by zip code. And from there, a little word of mouth told us that Allison was a great boot fitter and one of the few female boot fitters in our area. Okay, we're pulling into Pinnacle Sport Shop's Inner Bootworks. Sarah's going to get a boot fitting. I'm gonna bring in my old boots and show them what I have. And see what see what the options are. See what they recommend. So Inner Bootworks in Stowe is part of the Pinnacle Ski Shop. So as you can imagine, when we walked in, I lost Nicole into the sh- shop opportunity that she uh, saw ahead of her as she started looking at all sorts of cute fleeces and Kari Tra base layers. But I had to wrangle her over to the uh, boot fitting area where she proceeded to help me pick out boots based on their color and uh, metal finishes and how it would go with my various ski outfits. So luckily, uh, we quickly found Allison, the professional who reined us in. So Allison, how did you get into the boot fitting biz? Um... It's kind of a long story, but um, I grew up in Killington my whole life um, and knew once I started teaching skiing as a 15, 16-year-old that I wanted to stay in the industry. It's like I felt like I found my people. Um, So I'd been working like at various instructing jobs and then mountain operation jobs for the better course of a decade. Then I just got really tired of working in all the weather outside because you have to be out there no matter what and um, I had a friend who worked at Ski Rack in Burlington and I asked him if they were hiring and he said yes so I decided to dive into retail and boot fitting became part of that since I knew a good amount about boots and had a few models that they were selling and that was back in 2012. You are a rare breed. Yes I, I have been told and I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should feel good about that and we can encourage more women to get into it. That um, is the whole point. I don't remember learning how to ski, honestly, um, but growing up in Killington, it was just a really unique scenario where even in preschool, we were taken out one day a week to go to the mountain. Um, we would go to Pico where I had like a really tiny little hill and a little easier to organize a whole bunch of like little four and five year olds and then same thing happened through elementary school every thursday we got a half day and went up to the mountain and skied and then yeah learning how to ski instruct i kind of like retaught myself how to ski a little bit here and there i was like you had to think about it more exactly because you break it down to like the very very basics when you're teaching never ever yeah my mom likes to joke that i skied outer limits before i was even born because she had me in her stomach when she took me down outer limits and how do you carve time out to ski and like to have this outdoor life when you have this really demanding job? I mean, I'm sure they would keep you here every day. Yeah, 
Yeah, if they wanted to, yeah. if I was willing. So basically on my days off, I definitely go skiing, and that's usually two days a week. If I'm lucky enough, I can get the time in the morning to take two runs or two hours up there before coming to work. Okay. So I try to do that on, like, Fridays when I don't have to be here until noon, or okay. even if I don't have to be here till 10. That's, like, pretty manageable to hammer out, like, four to six runs more inbounds these days than I do out of bounds or alpine touring but yes I do have an alpine touring setup um that hasn't really gotten a lot of use over the past couple of years mostly because I haven't found the time to get out there the way I want to cool well why don't we get started then um so you're looking for a new boot correct? a new boot yeah okay I've had this it, feel how heavy that is <laughs> I've had that. I got that in Killington, mm -hmm. and and I was assured it was going to feel like an UGG. And it's not like I have hot spots or anything, but I have like kind of pain all the way up, you know, through my legs and stuff um, when I ski. And so it's not like there's one spot or anything. You know, these are you know definitely probably like five, six years old now. They're definitely like just very heavy. Um, How many days do you have on? Oh, a lot. Like probably easily over. 150? Yeah. Oh, over 100. Okay. But all of them in pain. Okay. All right. Why do you have a seat up there? Um, Allison, how many days is kind of the max on a, a boot? They say the lifetime of a liner is about 150 days. Oh. But if we're talking about an alpine touring boot because they're that much thinner, it yeah. could be less than that. Okay. So it's not seasons, it's days. The fitting entailed a lot of questions and a lot of measurements. So Sarah is now going to get her foot measured. She's sitting up on a, a ledge. Oh, and she even got a pedicure for the occasion. So <laughs> I should have. P.S. listeners, if you want to see some ugly feet, look at ski racers' feet. Um, it may be worse than ballerinas. I'm not sure, but I think it's right up there. Okay. So are there any injuries or surgeries that I should be made aware of? No. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start by just testing your range of motion mm -hmm. and flexibility. Mm -hmm. So your job is to stay as relaxed as possible mm -hmm. and lift your toes up and down. So what are you looking for, Allison? So range of motion and flexibility to tell me certain things about her foot, okay. whether it can take a certain amount of support within the boot and range of motion in the ankle joint is what I just did. Okay. What I see is her range of motion is slightly limited. So it probably means you need a heel lift inside of okay. her boot somewhere. Just because she can't, like, raise her foot this way, which is called dorsiflexion, okay. as much as I would like to see, okay. might mean you need a little bit of help to lean into your boot. So same thing that I'm doing here is I'm just checking out range of motion and flexibility and just exactly how her foot operates. It's maybe a little more mm -hmm. reserved on double black diamonds. Yes. Okay. Same with, like, moguls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do them, but I don't love doing them. Okay. Stand up on that. Sarah's now under-reporting her skills, as all women do. And she's getting her foot measured with the old school. I remember these, like, you would go with these kids before yeah. you got your school, your shoes yeah. for the, the, the school year. Your hush puppy yeah. seat. Your hush puppies. Yes, it was the hush puppies <laughs> store. You're right. Her foot looks pretty standard in width, I'm going to say. Yeah, it's Why? definitely, this one at least is in the medium volume range as far as like how our brannock is set up and everything like that mm -hmm. um, compared to your length measurement. Mm -hmm. um, your instep measurement is certainly a little bit lower 
Well, let me go downstairs, grab us a oh, few models to try <laughs> out, and <laughs> I will be back. So when uh, when is the best, best stock available for somebody when they're typically i like to tell somebody to come in around september october because that's when our um initial ships got it and then it's been weird over the past couple years trying to like pinpoint when stuff can get here when stuff can't like the pandemic certainly threw a wrench in a lot of that kind of stuff and then there was like the whole shipping container issue last year and then this year, although we didn't really see too much of it, um, unfortunately, a lot of liners are constructed in the Ukraine. Oh. So that also might have affected some of the stock we were supposed to get. So when you're overflexing a boot, the bottom of the boot is squashing out like this. Mm-hmm. And that's no good because then you're like putting your foot on the gas pedal and not actually getting any gas to the engine. Whereas if you're in a boot that's too stiff, you're like trying to lean into it and you can't make it move at all. And then that will ultimately throw you in the back seat. Mm-hmm. But this seems like a good range for you. Yes, the Technica is a little bit stiffer, but you're still flexing it just fine. Mm-hmm. And the Nordica, you're just flexing a little bit more, but not in the way that I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Sarah? I mean, they both these both feel very good. Does one feel like it's more uniformly matching your foot and leg than the other? I mean, the Nordic one just feels just like just more more comfortable. Okay, great. Do you want to put the Nordica on this foot yeah. as well? Okay, yeah. awesome. We'll be right back. A good day on snow starts with your feet. Skiing in uncomfortable boots is simply not sustainable. Taking the time to invest in your equipment is the first step to making those happy memories on snow. Boot Dock and Hotronic, part of the Wintersteiger Group, are specialists when it comes to happy feet. That's why we tell all our ski mom friends to start with a boot fitting. When you go to a trusted retailer, they can get your boots set up right. Boot Dock insoles will give your feet the support you need to ski your best and make your ski boots your favorite pair of shoes this winter. You can rely on Boot Dock Performance Socks to keep your feet comfortable and supported, whether you're running on a treadmill, running errands, or skiing with the family. And finally, let's talk warmth. Cold feet can wreck an otherwise awesome day on the slopes. Hotronic designs and creates comfort and warmth solutions for ski moms. We've been using Hotronic heat socks and foot warmers to keep our toes toasty, even on the coldest of winter days. And finally, at the end of the ski day, Hotronic boot and glove dryers help to dry out our gear and get it ready for the next day on snow. Check the link in our show notes to find a boot dock Hotronic retailer near you. Let's take a quick break. Spring is here and we know even after the snow melts, ski moms love to play outside. Skeeta, our favorite Vermont outdoor accessory brand, has you covered as the seasons change. This spring, Skeeta is celebrating its 16th birthday with fresh prints like the Pastel, Whimsical, and Plein Air collection. Our favorite pieces include the throwback headbands. This headband is made to keep hair and sweat off your face. The single-ply design gathers neatly in the back for maximum styling. Wear it scrunched or lay it flat. It's your perfect partner for any activity where you want a great pop of color and style with minimal fuss. For sunny days, we adore the Skeeta Brim Hat. This five-panel camp hat is the perfect grab-and-go companion. 
Made in a lightweight, water-repellent material, this hat is ideal for hiking, camping, and the beach. Whether you are cheering the kids on at a lacrosse game, exploring with your girlfriends, or simply walking in the woods with your loyal pub, Skeeta accessories are there to make Ski Mom life more fun. Save 15% off your order with code SKIMOMS15 at checkout. And now back to our show. So Allison took out a Lang and a Technica for Sarah to try on. I want you to stand up and put your foot in there. And now I want you to slide your toe all the way to the front so it just kisses the toe box. Mm-hmm. And then bend your knee forward to my hand. Good. Okay, great. Take your foot out of there. So once I get you in here, I'm going to buckle the top two buckles, watch you flex it to make sure it is the right flex for you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to start asking questions about what's going on inside the boot. Okay. So. I will say visually, it's got a nice fuzzy um, tongue on it, and it's a very nice blue color. So I can add a lot to the fitting. <laughs> That's, Nicole's picking out the boots based on the color. I'm like, those are touring boots. Uh, and they're not what I'm looking for. No. So if you're uncomfortable in a boot, um, heat molding is an option with pretty much every boot that exists out there as far as the liner goes. So we'll start off by heating the liner if someone feels like they need a little bit of extra comfort. We put toe caps on you, we put these adhesive pads on you, and ultimately it forces the liner to create more room in certain parts of the boot that you might need right off the bat instead of you breaking it in yourself. So is each boot really that that different, like each brand? Um, yes and no. So all of the boots that we're grabbing are going to be in the medium volume category. I'm specifically grabbing ones that I know are not overly generous in the instep because your instep measures shorter than your actual foot length. Mm -hmm. And this is the most important part of the boot Mm -hmm. here, from the instep all the way down to the ankle pockets down to the heel. If you're not held back in the back of the boot, Mm -hmm. um, you're not really gonna control your turns the way that you want to. So, it looks like that's a decent flex for you. Mm -hmm. So standing up straight, does your toe touch the front at all? Barely. Okay. Um, When you bend your knee into the boot, does your heel stay down in the heel pocket? Yes. Good. Tell me about the overall fit of the Technica. To me, this feels more comfortable. Okay. Whereabouts? I definitely, I mean, the whole thing feels more comfortable. Okay. Well, let me grab at least one more option for us to try on to compare to these two. And think about which boot you might want to take off. What I really love about boot fitting is that it's problem solving. So, feet are so complicated that it takes a lot of knowledge to really understand how to make boots feel better for that particular individual. So after I left Ski Rack and I came here, I really came here because of Benny Wax, that's that gentleman that came in in the ski boots. Tells you. He's technically a certified pedorthist. So New word to look up. Yes, it is. It took me a long time to remember the word, but a pedorthist basically isn't a doctor by any means but studies the foot quite a bit. And then your podiatrist will make a prescription for an orthotic and then send it to a podorthist for them to build that orthotic for you. And Benny just took that knowledge and applied it to ski boots 
which just makes a lot of sense. You're still dealing with all the foot issues that are happening just in a very rigid cast and how to make that foot feel better mm -hmm. no matter what's going on with the foot. So it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it's feel good. Cool, great. After trying on a number of ski boots, Allison found the just right boot for Sarah, and then we were on to the custom fitting. What what are you doing now? So now we're making custom footbeds. What's the benefit of getting a custom footbed versus just using what came in the box? What comes in the box is not great for supporting the foot at all. It's just a piece of fabric material that you can twist, bend however you want. And we don't want that in a ski boot because every human has a level of pronation or supination that we need to control a little bit, but not like lock up the foot. So a trim to fit is better than what comes out of the boot because it will at least keep your ankle joint aligned. And that's what like a super feet product okay. or a three feet product from Cetus will be. A custom footbed is the best because it's actually matching the full shape of your foot. So it's not corrective, it's not an orthotic by any means because we're not doctors, but at least it's gonna match you entirely all the way through. Or as some people feel, in a trim to fit that the arch isn't matching their foot entirely but it's not supposed to okay and did this involve a special training for you too because this is a looks like a pretty involved piece of machinery yes it takes a lot of practice to understand what you're aiming for and how to set the body up properly on the pillow so that like you're not setting them up or being pronated or being supinated already. So yeah, it can take a lot of practice and just a good kind of eye to, to get it right. Yeah, I like to tell customers it takes easily an hour and 15 minutes from just doing this part, from me building it in the back, and then us trying it on and making sure it feels the way it's supposed to. So it's interesting you put, picked the boot fitting versus selling skis. Do, do you think there was a reason for one versus the other? Because, you know, they're both kind of technically based. Um, I'd say selling skis is pretty easy oh, okay. compared to selling boots. Okay. For sure. Um, but yeah, I have sold skis in the past. Like um, when I was at Ski Rack, you did all the retail. Okay. From the boots, the skis, the bindings, the clothing, the helmets, the goggles, everything. Whereas in this room... All we do is boots all day long. Yeah. So you know a lot about feet. Yes. We see a lot of different things. And we get a lot of customers that specifically come to us because of what we do. Especially folks that have, you know, interesting circumstances. Like they were born with a club foot. Or I had one lady who, I can't remember what the syndrome's called, but... She's hypermobile in every single aspect of every joint that she has to the point where even just normal walking can be hazardous on a oh. daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I want you to stand up on the pillows. Any lumps or bumps or anything's forcing you up too much, let yep. me know. So how do you feel? I feel just like I'm on sand at the beach. Yeah, Perfect. I don't feel anything. All right, great. Have a seat. The boot dock pillows. There's a lot of different... Um, custom footbed systems out there um, but we just kind of like this one the best because of how like malleable these pillows are you can really mm -hmm. sink the heel pocket in nice and deep I can push material around however I want and then uh, we're using a boot dock footbed as well the foot 
Making sure that you're in there to make a nice heel pocket. What are you doing now? So I've heated this up so it's nice and malleable so that it can go into the mold that I've created for her foot. And right now I'm just trying to preset the heel area with a little bit of curvature. So it just works with me a little. After molding the footbed to Sarah's foot, Allison took it back into the shop to shape it perfectly to fit into the liner. This is the shape that I've made. Ooh. Um, this is our posting foam here that I heated up and glued on to match the shape of this. And now I'm actually gonna create a stable flat platform and shape it up. Okay, so now we have the custom footbeds and you're putting those in the liners yep. that came with the boots. Yep. Making sure that it doesn't bulge out in a weird way and it matches the way so, the liner's shaped. And I hand it to you and you try it on. Mm -hmm. Where do you normally ski? Oh, Stop. Yeah, at your home mountain. Um, not my home mountain, um, but like where I ski the most now. Um, and then we get a deal to Jay, so I try to hit Jay a couple times throughout the year. Especially now since a lot more of my friends have decided to ski Jay than Stowe because of the whole pit parking thing and yep. whatever. Um, but no, otherwise I still consider Killington my Your home. town mountain. Yeah. And how many, um, yeah, so, uh, is your work week six days a week during the ski year or your... It depends on the week. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> seven. Uh, yeah, Christmas week, I pulled seven days and did 64 hours in those seven days. That was, that was kind of rough. Got to the point where you almost like forget what you're talking about when you're talking and your mind just trails off and you're like, oh. Where am I? I really need to go to sleep. <laughs> what and what do you do during the summer? In the summertime, I turn into a trail runner. Okay. Um, even though primarily the community here are mountain bikers, not interested really in getting into that or spending like three to five thousand dollars on a bike alone and then all the other stuff too. Yeah. But um, what I really want to get into this summer is building custom footbeds for more mountain bike shoes, which we just kind of started dabbling in last year. So, how do those feel? They feel good. Great. They feel really good. Awesome. I still feel a little tight right here. Okay. Do you feel like you want to heat mold it now, kind of eliminate those first five days of break-in, or do you want to try to ski it on your own and see what happens? Um, I think I'd like to just, just have it broken in. Okay, cool. Then let's do the heat mold. Why don't we just make the upper mold a little bit bigger for us then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only spot the rest feels good. Like, it feels tight, but I can, like, move my toes. Okay, cool. We can get you a little bit more room to wiggle around, and okay. that way your heated socks will get a little bit more air to keep you warm. Yeah. So now that I've had the opportunity to take my custom fitted boots out on the slopes, I just wanted to share that it has changed the entire experience for me. I was skiing top to bottom in Whiteface. I was skiing for a full day at Stratton and at Sugarbush. And it has just changed the enjoyment I'm, I'm having every time I go out skiing. I look forward to it. It's not a chore or something that I'm trying to balance the pros and cons of as I wonder how much, you know, pain I can endure that day. Instead, I am completely comfortable. My feet are very warm.
Again, hopefully you have a better understanding of what goes into the boot fitting process. And if your boots are not comfortable, it's a great idea to take the time and invest in yourself and your ski kit so that you can just have so much more enjoyment um, out there on the hill with your family. Hey, Ski Moms, we hope you stick around for our special Ski Moms Apre Ski podcast that's launching this week. We're kicking off this new podcast with tips and life hacks for managing the busy President's Weekend, and you're going to learn about Sarah's very special three-jersey rule. Make sure you listen. This first episode is going to be free, and then after that, it's going to be a subscription model for our most ardent Ski Moms fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Head to the SkiMomsFun.com website to check out our swag and find out more about our community. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at SkiMomsFun. We'll be back next week with more interviews and insights. Thanks, Snow. No one works as hard as a Ski Mom. With Mother's Day right around the corner, we want to remind everyone to shop the Ski Moms gift guide for the best ideas. These are the gifts we want to give and get for Mother's Day. Prices range from under $10 for simple treats like notepads to big splurges like a new boot bag. Remember, the big day is Sunday, May 12th, so you want to shop now to make sure everything gets there in time for mom. Visit the SkiMomsFun.com gift guides page or click the link in show notes to see our picks for this year. Make it easy for your kids, partner, or spouse and just forward them the link. Or better yet, treat yourself to something from our expertly curated Ski Mom wish list. Remember, visit SkiMomsFun.com and look for the gift guide page.